the college football show on the Coach T podcast presented by Turner Sports Training, TST. Go, go, go! Ladies and gentlemen! Yeah. Hey. You know what time it is. Yeah. You know what time it is. <laughs> Some people are probably like, what time is it? You know what time it is. It's showtime. All right. All right. Mook, guess what? What's up? We're back again. <laughs> we are. back again. We're back again, fans, uh, people listening on the Coach C College Football Show with Mook. Mook, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing I'm doing wonderful. If I was doing any better, I don't I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> if you're doing any better, you'd be you'd be Nick Saban or uh Kirby Smart. You're playing uh, yeah. a national title game for a chance at like a two million dollar bonus. Yeah, that's that's not a bad gig if you can get it right. You know, uh, <laughs> you can get it. Yeah. I, it, it. I wouldn't be doing any better than I would be if I was a quarterback who never played and made a million dollars in nil money and then got to go transfer somewhere else and and they got them. Yeah, they got to relocate. <laughs> you know, and probably sign another deal, <laughs> a new deal. That's right. What a time to be alive, man. Uh, Clearly, fans out there, the most important game of the year is here. Uh, Tomorrow night, we will have the national title game between, let me see, officially what? Number three, Georgia, number one, Alabama. Uh, We will obviously dive deep into that game. That is the last game of the year, clearly, and the the biggest one. And um, I mean, it's kind of the one we all expected to see to be honest uh but it is good i actually like the fact that these teams have actually played before i think it allows for both teams to uh to maybe counterpunch with something a little bit different in this matchup uh, especially georgia knowing they got beat by 17 points last game i think they have a couple tricks up their sleeve uh we will talk about that before we do mook uh, I do want to touch on the New Year's Six Bowls that happened. Some really great games there. Um, I'm probably just going to talk about the game that I thought was the most exciting. That was a Utah and Ohio State game. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a a wonderful matchup. I didn't think I would have the we would see the fireworks that we thought we would see. Right? Mm-hmm. Ohio State had I mean four or five starters out, uh, and most of those guys on the offensive side. You're talking NFL talent with receivers that were out, and somehow, some way. I don't know how somehow some way i mean i shouldn't be surprised but ohio state they find guys guys that could be you know starters all americans other places they coming off the bench for ohio state like a marvin harrison jr yeah. um like the one kid i can i, I can never pronounce his name but he had the had the ohio yeah. state record for receiving yards and clearly a bowl record as well for receiving yards receiving i mean it's that's nuts yeah yeah exactly exactly i mean he a career game and that's the beauty too and we hit on this before when you have players that opt out yeah the the easy talking point is the fact that you know these guys are out of the game it kind of loses luster but then you the flip side of that is you give opportunities for other guys to showcase what they can do Mm-hmm. And for Ohio State moving forward, yes, yeah, Ohio State, they got a bunch of five stars. We all know that, but it's a preview to what you're going to see next year. And I think they're going to be right back there, you know, competing for uh for the a final four spot. Utah had that game. They were up, what was they were definitely up at halftime. They were up 35 to 21 at halftime, two score lead going into the half. 
And then Ohio State did Ohio State things. They put their foot on the pedal, um, throwing the ball all around the yard. C.J. Stroud was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the receiver we were talking about, Jackson Smith, I can never pronounce his last name, but he yeah. had an incredible game. Uh, what did he go for? Yeah, like you said, almost 350 yards, three touchdowns. So that was a wonderful game. Glad I got a chance to see it. Probably the most exciting bowl game we've had thus far. I'm hopeful that the Georgia-Alabama will be able to match that. Yeah, I don't know if, if uh, as far as just the sheer fireworks, um, that it can match that. I, I think that in, there'll be dip, big plays happening in this game, but uh, in, in different ways, I think. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of crazy. Like you, you talk about um, uh, with the, the, the young man, the, the you know, 300 plus yards receiving and. And earlier on in the year, I remember Kirk Herbstreit was talking to, you know, the trio of receivers, and they asked who's the most athletic, and and you know, Olave and uh, uh, Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. Were, mm -hmm. without even skipping a beat, said, "This guy is," you know. So it's like, and you look at it, Marvin Harrison Jr. You, you look yeah. at it, another thing too about that. I mean, not so much with with. Uh, uh, with the 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 one young man, but with Harrison, not a lot of tape, you know, not a lot no. of tape on him. So that that kind of opens up um, for you know some some big games for some guys that you know you, that you can't really game plan too much for either. So yeah, yeah, um, and, that was and, a great game. That was just a fun game, wonderful game. And uh, you know, yeah. I, honestly, I'm proud of Utah. And going back to those two receivers yeah. for Ohio State, uh, Jackson Smith and Marvison Harrison Jr. Between yeah. those two guys, over 20 catches, over 400 yards, and six touchdowns. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, crazy. Uh, and CJ Stroud threw for almost 600 yards, six touchdowns, yeah. and one interception. I mean, these these quarterbacks, especially the young guys, I mean, they show flashes. You would CJ Stroud looks like a 35 year old NFL NFL veteran. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's just they're no. so poised, man. That's, that's that was great to see for Utah. A wonderful year started off poorly and they were even talking about that in this game sure. you know just just had an identity crisis a little bit you know the first few weeks of the season and then they got a roll and they finished a year you know 10 and 4 on the season including that loss to Ohio State but I mean that was the reason why I picked this team to represent in the Pac-12 because I just feel like this program is really resilient and year after year uh, their, their, their coaching staff their head guy their program, they're going to be able to compete and compete and compete. And that's what they showed they did. So even though it didn't end maybe the way they, they were hoping it would be, 10 and 4, you know, nearly a top 10 finish. I mean, first in the in the Pac-12, you got to be excited for what this future can hold for, for Utah. Another matchup that I know people around here were really intrigued by was a Notre Dame-Oklahoma State game, which was, you know, if it wasn't for that Utah-Ohio State game, this probably had the most fireworks. Oh, yeah. You're looking at Notre Dame that, you know, was, again, halftime leads. Notre Dame was had a 14-point lead going into half, and then second half got shut down, got got, got outscored 23-7 in the second half. They lose 37-35. That was a wonderful game. And, again, another team that we've raved about all year that stepped up when they needed most. Spencer uh, Sanders, quarterback for Oklahoma State, had a phenomenal game, you know, 371 yards for passing touchdowns 
ran the ball well when he needed it. Probably had another 50 to 75 rushing yards. And again, that was just a wonderful game. I don't think that's an indication of what you will get from Marcus Freeman in terms of you know the team collapsing in the second half of the game. It's tough, you know, uh, a new head coach, first game like that uh, against a uh, a top 10 opponent, essentially. Oh, they are a top 10 opponent, number nine, Oklahoma State. So you knew that was going to be a battle, and you knew Mike Gundy is going to have something up his sleeve, a guy that is the complete opposite of Marcus Freeman, and he's he's a veteran in the game when it comes to being a head coach. So uh, that was a wonderful game. you have any takeaways from, from that matchup? No, I mean, it was a little bit, uh, especially, you know, in this area with uh, all the Notre Dame fans. I mean, it was pretty, uh, it was a pretty grim, uh, a lot of text messages going around with, uh, you know, some of my friends uh, about that game. I, I didn't expect to see that happen. Not like that. But, it, but I mean, I think that if anything, you know, I think you should talk more about what Oklahoma State did. Than, than Notre Dame collapsing, to, to be honest with you. I think it really true, true. nice uh, cherry on the top of the uh, this Oklahoma State uh, season that that they really had a special season, one that they don't really have very often in Stillwater. And, you know, I, I mean, you think about it, and, and they're, you know, a Baylor lost away from, you know, who, who knows what. You know, we, we wouldn't have even seen Cincinnati in the, you know, in the, in the uh, tournament. So, uh Man, I, I think you just tip your cap to Oklahoma State in many ways. And you know what? Actually, there's actually something I heard about Mike Gundy that I kind of – another little tip of the cap to him. One of his offensive linemen, and this is being the Nebraska guy here, he's transferring to Nebraska. And another transfer for your Cornhuskers. Yeah. And they're getting a couple but, guys. Yeah, he committed to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Gundy uh, allowed him – to go visit in December. So like they knew he was going, he was, I guess he was right. a starter coming in and he was, uh, he was injured. So he kind of lost his spot. So he came in and out, but, but like he basically said like Mike Gundy went above and beyond for him yeah, to, to find him a landing spot and, you know, and, and, and helped him out with, with that. So man, man hats off to Gundy. Tip, uh, tip my hat to him. That's a dude right there, man. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. definitely hats off. Yeah, one of my favorite coaches, man. He he has been yeah. for a while, and uh, Mr. Mullet, he got it done, man. He's hey, he yeah. said he was a man. He said he's he forty years ago, and he's still he's still showing that he's a true man, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially with a gesture like that to that young man, that you know he knew his time was up at Oklahoma State, and mm-hmm. he said, hey, go, we can go our separate ways. We'll help you find a spot that works for you. Yep. Help you find a spot that works for you. That's uh. The best place for you so i'm happy for that young man and again that shows what what type of person mike gundy mike gundy is uh let's let's without further ado mook let's talk about this national title game that's yeah. what the people are here for this is what we're here for getting the biggest game of the year in the matchup that you know as the season progressed we kind of assumed this was what it would be we didn't really know how it would shake out we didn't know of alabama especially after that loss to texas a&m would they truly be able to bounce back? Would, would all the chips fall where they need to be for them to be able to be there? Georgia has been that team and was that team all year, was number one all season. Then they had the late fall to Alabama. You knew they would stay in the final four in those rankings, but you didn't know where they would be. Would they be number two? Would they be number three? Would they possibly be number four? We didn't know how it would shake out the last week of the season. Ended up being number three. A lot of people thought Georgia, and myself included, will have some trouble with Michigan. 
and they wipe any doubts away early. Alabama did the same thing with, with Cincinnati. And, you know, look, SEC is going to win either way, you know, with this matchup, right? Uh, no way that uh, an SEC does not win a, a title this year. And let's be honest, these are the best two teams this season. They have been all year. Um, you know, I, I try to convince myself that maybe Michigan would make a play against Georgia. Maybe maybe Cincinnati would be able to hold on strong. But again, we look up and we even said it. Would we be surprised that both those teams have blowout wins and they're in there here in the national title game for a rematch? No. And, and this is where we are. So without further ado, let's talk about this game. Talk about this matchup. Uh, just talking about the opening odds or where the odds are now in terms of the line for any fans out there that are uh, interested in this. The number started at two and a half. It rose to three, and now it's back down to two and a half. And surprisingly, that two and a half goes to Georgia. Georgia is a favorite here. Um, I think this is only the sixth, maybe the seventh time, less than ten times, where Nick Saban has been a uh, underdog at Alabama. Uh, and this is against one of his former assistants, which he has never lost to, unless your name is Jimbo Fisher. Uh, he's going against Kirby Spart here, of course. Fifty-two and a half is the over/under. Let me get some. Uh, I got a lot of trends here, so let me let me get to them. See if anything actually matches up. Uh, sorry. Okay, perfect. These are the simple ones. So Georgia, wow! In their last 18 games, they have won 17 of them. The only loss being to Alabama, of course. Alabama in their last five games, they won them all. Won them all in their last five games against Georgia, they've won them all. Uh, the total has gone over in nine of Georgia's last 10 games when they play Alabama. So when these teams play, they score points uh, a little more into the trends. Again, this is the only game, so we can dive a little bit deeper here. Um, Georgia, in their last seven games against Alabama, they're 0-7. Seven. Uh, and let me see here. The total has gone over in four of Georgia's last five games when they play on a Monday. <laughs> That's random. Uh, but the total has gone under in five of Georgia's last seven games when they play in January. Uh, if you guys are into this stuff, I mean, maybe it holds merit. Maybe it doesn't. But take it for what it's worth. Um, the total has gone under in four of Alabama's last six games overall. However, the total has. We read that stat. Nine of the last ten against Georgia have gone over. Um let me see this. Alabama, in their last six games, when they are underdogs, this is important, they are 5-1 and one against the spread. Uh, and let me see anything else that is of importance. I don't really think. Okay, another total. Total has gone over in 11 of Alabama's last 15 games in January. So, look, when it comes to these stats and trends, you can find any and everything. Uh, if you want something to... Uh, to really sell your point, you can definitely find a, a stat that, that supports it. Uh, at the end of the day, this is a national title game. We talked about it before. You can throw out a lot of the stats, a lot of the trends, a lot of the yada yada, whatever you want. These are the best two teams playing under the lights. We will see how these 18 to 22 year olds respond. Um, good thing about it is that both these teams have a lot of players and coaches that have been here before. Uh, so I'm intrigued to see how this goes. And in terms of storyline, Mook, I know I'm talking a lot, but I feel like there's a lot of information to get. Um, Alabama, they have won three of the last six college football championships, uh, but they have yet to repeat as champions in the playoff era. So that's key. Never repeated in the playoff era. Let me see here. Uh, news and notes for Georgia. Um, Georgia's quarterback, Stetson Bennett. 
always want to say Benson Stetson Bennett. Uh, he had a really good finish to the season. He averages 325 passing yards his last two starts. Um, and he actually didn't throw for more than 255 yards in the previous eight appearances. So his last two games, he's been really hot. Um, he has he has thrown for 10 touchdowns in his last three games. And three of those actually came against Alabama in the SEC championship game. Georgia's defense was a problem there. They let up 41 points which to Alabama in the SEC title game, which is nearly six times their season average. So they're definitely going to want to uh, clean that up. And I, I think they'll have an answer for that. Uh, for Alabama, we all know the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, is that is at the helm for them, quarterback. Uh, but they also have a really good running game as well. Uh, more than 200 rushing yards uh, against Cincinnati came from Brian Robinson Jr., um, who has topped the 100-yard plateau just twice in his previous seven games. So he's a consistent runner, but hasn't really hit that 100 mark. But he had, he exploded against Cincinnati. Uh, so I think that will somewhat carry on in, in this matchup. And we know what Alabama's pass game can do and what they can do on, on offense as a whole. So again, a lot of information, a lot of talking out of me. Mook, it's your turn to talk. The floor is yours. So this game is uh, kind of when you look at the this game in the scope of how the season went, um, you look at how dominant Georgia was all season long, um, except for, you know, obviously the week one with Clemson. We didn't know what that was yet with Clemson or anything else. Alabama this year, <clears throat> at times, you know, uh, while, while we knew they had the talent, I mean, they've had some issues. I mean, they had a rough, you know, half of Florida. They struggled with uh, LSU. They struggled with Arkansas. They should have probably lost to Auburn, and they did lose to A&M. So the way that they put it down on um, Georgia in, in the SEC championship game is, is puzzling. Very um, surprising. And, 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 and you know. where – and and. And the things that Georgia failed at were even more surprising to give up those big plays, those dynamic plays uh, in the passing game. I mean, they pretty much, you know, uh, Bryce Young, <clears throat> like if there was any doubt if he was going to win it, he he silenced it all, uh, the Heisman in that in that game. I mean, 420 some odd yards passing, I believe. Uh, man, you know, the the fact that they had such a hard time getting to Bryce Young is is crazy to me because Cincinnati got to him and and we know because we've seen it all year Georgia is a better defense and that's not knocking Cincinnati I think Cincinnati proved enough that they you know you, you shouldn't poo poo them they belonged uh, but right, right. Georgia didn't get to Bryce Young you know, and, and Cincinnati did. So for their fate to change in this game, they're going to have to. They're going to have to get to them. Um, their offensive line is going to have to play much better than it did uh, the last time. And and uh, Stetson Bennett's going to have to be as good as he was last game. And that's was his best game against Michigan. So... I think there's a lot of things that um, are going to be turned up on its head from the last time. Obviously, Alabama without Mitchie this time, 
Um, I, it's they look different how they use Jameson Williams right now. It, it, it doesn't look the same. I, I mean, right? Do you do you see that? I mean, I, yeah. I, to me, it doesn't seem like his role is the same or, or his opportunities are the same. So I, I think they're going to kind of change up their game plan a, a little bit because I, I don't think they can do what they did last time. No, and, and so that 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 begs a question for me, and I guess I have a question for you. You know. Mm-hmm. It, we would have to put a hat on if you're a Georgia fan, if you're an Alabama fan. We'll start with Georgia. What is the way, in your opinion, Mook, how do they win this matchup? Because for me, you talked, you hit on it a little bit. They have to switch up something, right? Uh, one thing I think they can do and they proved that they can do against Alabama last time was the fact that, you know, they control they controlled the ball pretty well, ironically, which is yeah. you know surprising when you have a 17 point loss. But they actually held the ball for nearly 35 minutes of the game. and They had 30 first downs. Yeah. Uh, so Georgia has shown against Alabama on film, on the actual field that they can control the ball, ball control. It's just the fact that they cannot clearly in any football game, especially against Alabama, you can't let up those huge chunk explosive plays. Right. Alabama because that's when they just get juiced up they get fired up and then you start to realize like wow we are going against Alabama and Nick Saban I mean it's kind of what they do so if you can limit those huge plays and, and I think if Georgia can 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 play a little ball control but then also on the flip side of that hit a couple explosive when they need to maybe unexpectedly I think they need a couple trick plays um, I think they need um they need to be able to utilize, obviously, the running game, the pass game. I think they honestly need to be a little more pass first. Maybe go a little yeah. empty. Maybe go a little tempo. Switch it up. Then, then go a little heavy. Uh, you know, then start using it, pound the run game. I think they got to be able to switch things up. If they go into the game, which I don't assume they do, mm-hmm. especially not with a coach like Kirby Smart. If they go in the game with the same game plan, they're going to get the same result. But again, right. if, if they if they can control the ball, hit explosives when they need to, switch up formations, tempo, all those things, I think they have a realistic shot to win a national title, which would be their first one in 41 years. What are your thoughts on Georgia doing something different? Uh, yeah, you, and, and the thing is, I, I think um, they're going to have to <clears throat> move uh, Stetson Bennett around a little bit, you know, that, let like him use that. his legs to create mm-hmm. a little bit. I think that's going to be uh, something they're, they're going to need. And, and the one thing that, um, even for several years now, that Alabama has struggled with is mobile quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. that if, if you get some good rollouts and some maybe, you know, some RPO stuff, uh, things of that nature, I mean, I, you know, obviously you don't want to just take off running with them, you know, because you can't live that way against Alabama. But he needs to make a couple plays with his legs, and you know, I think some, you know, they need to run the ball enough where they can they can get you know get some play action in there where, where he can get those you know kind of over the top big chunk plays mm-hmm. uh, um, as well. Um, to that point, Mook, I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off. No. To that point, Stetson Bitson, he's averaging. It's surprising. I didn't know this. He's averaging nearly six yards a carry. You know, he doesn't yeah. run the ball a lot, but when he right. does, I mean, he averages. You know, good amount. So just kind of getting him on the move, having run pass options on on the move um, in real time. I think that is something that they can utilize. I agree. And yeah, and, and you know, I mean, I think last week was kind of my selling point. I, I always kind of wondered what happened with you know, was it JT Daniels or JD Daniels? Uh, why JT he, Daniels? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why wasn't he the guy earlier on? You know, but mm-hmm. I, but I think that after seeing how 
you know, Stetson Bennett played against Michigan. Mm. I'm I really, he, he opened my eyes to how good a player he is. Uh, you know, I like so, him. I, I like him a lot, Mook. And, and I always feel like I'm cutting you off, but no, you, 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 you bring up some really about. good points. <laughs> yeah, you bring up some really good points because JT Daniels was a, you know, four or five star quarterback and yeah. Stetson Benson was a former walk on. Right. So it shows the type of work ethic and it shows the fact that, you know, if he's playing like this, he clearly had opportunities to play elsewhere, maybe at a smaller school. Uh, and he chose the opportunity to walk on at Georgia and prove himself. And I love players like that. You know, I got a shout out to my former college roommate, Trey Burgess, did the same thing at running back in Indiana. Yeah. Came in, no scholarship, nothing, uh, nothing proven. I know, I know how hard it is, how much behind an eight ball you are as a walk on. Because those coaches, they're recruiting players and the players they offer scholarships, they want those to be the players that pan out, right? Because they're giving all the money to those players. So they be like they feel like this player should be really good for us. So when you have a walk-on that proves they are better than a scholarship, guys, that says a lot. Um, and that's Stetson Bennett kid. He also was a young man that doesn't have social media. Like I heard him on an interview. He's like, hey, what they was they were saying, hey, how do you feel about when people you know talk about you know you and your performances and maybe what you could do better he said look i don't have social media i try not to let that stuff get to me i play my i, I have the same focus i have the same mentality day in and day out i just get work done and like when i heard that to me i love a quarterback like that i love a player like that and i could see why he is the you know unsung leader of this program so i just wanted to, i just wanted to say that man before we continue yeah, I mean, you gotta like that uh, the story of 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 where he came from, and you know, and, and how he's doing it. Um, you gotta help me out here for a second. The tight end, the Georgia gotcha. freshman, uh, the, the the rookie, yeah, the, fr- the true freshman, uh, um, uh, Bowers. Bowers, he uh, he, he is, is a monster. When. Brock Bowers. Uh, this kid looks like an NFL player right now. Yeah, he 6'4", 230 from Napa, California. He oh leads them in uh, receiving by a long yeah. mark. I mean, he leads them. He's he, he has almost double what any other receiver has uh, for Georgia. You know, almost 900 yards, 12 touchdowns on the yeah. year. Averages 16 yards a catch. Wow. He's, he's unbelievable. I, I think mm-hmm. that for them to win the game, I think he's going to be the the kind of guy that's going to be the, a difference maker in, in yeah. the game for them to win so I, I mean he's he's so impressive I mean that's and, and to think that he's a true freshman is you know is mind-boggling but but overall my, my feeling overall is um that Georgia doesn't have history on their side with, with Alabama I mean they haven't won since 07 um it, I, if, I think it kind of just to me feels like that they need some things to happen early in their in their favor um, to make them believe that they can win this game. Heck, yes. to make Kirby yeah. Smart believe he can beat Nick Saban, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like they need something, you know, a pick six, a, a, a punt mm. return, a, a something, something big, you know, to. To kind of sway some things and maybe get some momentum early and then they can kind of you know feed off of it and and i think that you know certainly uh one of the things that would be pretty big for them would be getting getting to uh, uh getting to the alabama quarterback and and another thing too is they were like the number three team in the country in tackles for loss they only had like 
two or three tackles for loss in the whole game against Alabama. So mm-hmm. it, it, there were so many things that were were uncharacteristic just off. for Georgia. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. we said, well, of course, because they were playing Alabama. But Alabama wasn't that good against other teams that weren't as good as Georgia mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I don't know. It, That's it, what makes it tough, Mook. Yeah, it does. Cle- it certainly does. Clearly, when it mattered most, Alabama did what they needed to do, and they rose to the occasion and Georgia faltered when it mattered the most. And that's honestly, that was a little bit why I did pick Michigan uh, in, in, in the Final Four matchup against Georgia. Because I said, look, when Michigan played their rival, their counterpart, which was Ohio State, they smacked them up. And then when Georgia played theirs, Alabama, they got beat down. So I was feeling like, hey, like when the, when the bright light came on, one of these teams stepped up when it needed to, and the other one didn't. Uh, and, and looking back at that that matchup with uh, Georgia and Alabama in the SEC title game, Georgia actually got off to a 10-0 start. So, you know, they, they kicked the field goal in the first quarter, and then, you know, Stetson uh, Benny threw a touchdown pass. So they were up 10 points before Alabama knew what, what, what hit them. But then Alabama did what Alabama did. Ended up scoring what? What did they score? 7-14. 17 points straight uh, at that point. So you talk about it. Georgia needs something early, and they got something early last game in the SEC title matchup. They just got to be able to to, to keep firing and, and build on, on that early momentum if they're able to get it because we all know Alabama is going to do something, and they're going to make a play eventually. You're never going to be able to just completely shut them down. So you got you got to pile it on early be, because once that mudslide happens with Alabama and, and they get you on your heels and they start doing Alabama things, it is tough to come back for that. We see that, right? Georgia was dominant all year, and then they ran into this buzzsaw, which was Alabama. Um, all right, let's 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 flip hats now. What will it take for Alabama to win another national title against Georgia in this matchup? I think that it's it's gonna if they can repeat, um, you know, some of the ways that they move the ball down the field. And obviously, again, they won't have you know uh, Mitchie in the game, and he had mm-hmm. six catches, I think, for ninety-seven yards and a touchdown before he got. Uh, before he went down in that game. So yep. somebody else is going to kind of have to step up. Like, like I kind of mentioned before, that the role of James Williams is kind of a little bit different. My I think God. Robinson's going to have to find a way to run the ball a little bit. I don't, I don't think that they can I, – I don't believe that they're going to score 41 points again. I, no. I don't think that's happening. No. Um, so they have to find a little bit different ways to do it. Like you said, Robinson's only ran for 100 yards twice this year. You know, Which and, I was surprised and, by that, Mook. Yeah, that, that is kind of a weird step. I was really in, surprised by that. You know, but this isn't the the also, old <laughs> offense that it used to be, you know, either. So, but also they're up so much. He, he only plays first half a lot of times. Yeah, there's there's that too. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I think I think uh, you know, like uh, defensively, um, they need to just keep playing better. They need to, their defensive line needs to do what they did against uh georgia's offensive line which which is crazy again because now flipping back to the michigan game you know how how like ordinary they made you know like aiden hutchinson look you know um (laughs) but i guess to that point when you see guys like will anderson and you know whatever week in week out in the sec eh, maybe a guy like aiden hutchinson isn't so scary you know but um they have to the 
defensive line for Alabama needs to try to get to um, uh, Stetson Bennett. They need to shut down the run game. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, basically get get another play, get a forced turnover, get a strip sack, those types of things, I think, yeah. that are going to be what's, you know, will help them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what hurt Georgia last game when they matched up was that, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, Stetson Benson, you know, had a, had, a, had a great stat line, had a pretty good game, but what really hurt them and, and and what really you know muddied the waters when it came to his his stat line was the two interceptions he had. Yeah. You know those, those were really game changing plays. I think Alabama does that. Um, I think they'll walk away with this. You know yeah. you cannot give them extra possessions. Uh, you, you cannot do that. You know, and also I think Alabama did a really good job last matchup of limiting the run. You know Georgia's top rusher in that in that matchup had 38 yards. You know, the best the best runner they had averaged three point nine yards a carry. You know, and that rusher was uh, uh what's his name? Gosh, uh, Zamir White, uh, yeah. high high recruit there. He only had twenty seven rushing yards. So, you know, if they're able to limit the 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 rush yards for Georgia, they're able to get some uh, some turnovers, some fumbles, some interceptions. Able to make a big play on special teams, which they have shown they can do that. Uh, if they're able to spread the ball around, which they also have shown they can do that, you know, because Alabama has more weapons than Georgia. They really do. You know, mm-hmm. Georgia's top re- receiving threat is is Bowers, their tight end. He again doubles any other receiver they have in total yards and touchdowns. So he's their clear cut number one guy. But for Alabama, they have Jameson uh, Williams, right? Mechie's out, but they they also have uh, Bolden, who scored last yes. last matchup, last game. Slay Bolden. Um, they have Billingsley, the tight end. They clearly have a Robinson at, at the running back spot. It was also pretty good, you know, out of the backfield. So that is a tough part for Georgia, you know. And I think if Alabama was able to, like we said, um, you know, run the ball e- efficiently, be able to spread the ball around. Uh, give a lot of guys different touches, not really give Georgia any one or two guys a key on. They're able to cause some turnovers. And they're able to get explosives, which they were able to get last matchup. I hate to say it, but I think Alabama could walk away with this. And I want Georgia to make this game. I really do. Uh, but I, I just think if Alabama does those things, that's their recipe. That's their formula to win another national title. And, and ironically enough, and surprisingly enough, at least to me, this will be their first repeat national title if they get that done uh in the playoff era so um yeah i'm i'm intrigued of course to see what actually how this game unfolds yeah what other questions do you have about this game or any points you want to make no i mean it's just uh to me overall that my overall feeling on this is it's just the fact is that do does georgia believe they can win this football game i think that they Mm. have the talent to do it i think they've looked the part most of the year all the year pretty much mm-hmm. um i think they've been the better team but i i just it's it, still it, it, like it feels a, like little brother it feels like little brother against big brother psyche man they're they're mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's you know how do you get if you're kirby smart you know nick saban out of your head you know uh how, how does georgia get that defeat out of their head you know, um, and and that's that's to me the key. If they go out there and they believe that they can win this football game, and they play you know mistake-free football, then then I think they have every chance to win it. 
I doubt it. I doubt it. I I I think earlier in the year, I certainly thought Georgia was the the team to beat in this one. Um, and even down Mechie and you know and and with the way that Alabama's looked defensively at times this year, um, I just feel like. I'm going to double down in this one with, with Saban. I know that he hasn't repeated. Alabama hasn't repeated. But, I mean, this will be like if he wins, what, number seven at Bama? So it's, it's more like happenstance that they haven't repeated. You know, or, or the fact that they're even, well, they, have, they haven't repeated ever, you know? So, I mean, you know, that, that line's kind of funny to me too, you know? But I, I just, I you know, and take this with Grant Salt. I've been absolutely horrible in my bull picks. So, <laughs> whatever <laughs> happens, it's going to be probably the opposite of what I said. Yeah. Alright, so so with this, Mook, mm-hmm. you talk about Nick Saban and his national titles. Yes, he does have six. Yeah. Which is incredible. Um, I was yeah. actually trying to look up the uh, the bonuses these coaches will get if they, if they won. Um, I think Nick Saban already has like over 500,000 in bonuses uh, just for making a national title game and, you know, winning the final four game and all that. I think Kirby Smart's at like 350,000, but chump change to those guys, I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) With Nick Saban, he has won, yes, six national titles. uh, And wait, is it six? Or seven at Bama, seven six overall. at Bama, seven total. Yes, because 2003 was at LSU. I remember that. Yes, yeah, okay, amazing. So, back to e- even more so, yeah, out of his seven national titles, only two of them have come on an uh, on an even year. We are clearly officially in 2022. He won a national title in 2003, 2009, 2011, 2012, his first even year. 2015, 2017, and then 2020. So, I don't know if you're a Georgia fan, if you're rooting for Georgia, maybe that plays a factor in it. I'm not a big believer in it, but it was a little trend and something I noticed. Um, It's going to be tough for Georgia to win this game. It will be. Um, But I'm not counting them out. I'm not. And what I don't necessarily love, though, about Georgia is the fact that they are the favorites and the fact that even though they lost last game, you would think the pressure would, quote unquote, be off of them. But I think even more pressure is on them this game in this matchup, yeah. because, again, they are the favorites. You know, it's, they see a lot of a lot of people say, quote unquote, it's hard to beat a team twice in, in a season. You know, Georgia has that pressure of having to not lose twice to Alabama Uh you know, you got Kirby Smart, clearly, you know, a, a branch off of the tree that is Nick Saban's coaching tree. He's got the weight of, you know, Jimbo Fisher being the only former uh, coach under Nick Saban that has beat him. So is he going to fall into, you know, the, the the lost pile with all the other coaches? Um, you know, with Alabama, they when they're underdogs, and what was that stat? When they're underdogs... I just had this, man. Um, here it is. Uh, Alabama has won outright in five of their last six games when they're the underdogs. So now Georgia, again, has the pressure of, yeah, we're the favorites, but 
we're the favors that feel like underdogs against the team that is actually the underdogs because that team that's the underdogs, which is Alabama, they normally win those games outright. So I think a lot of pressure is put up on Georgia. And quite frankly, if they win this matchup, this will be a win for the ages because yeah. all those things are going against Georgia and they're able to somehow pull this off, which I don't think would be miraculous. Now, like we, we talk about Alabama, oh. we talk like, I mean, Georgia is a good team. They're a good program. Yeah, they haven't won it in 41 years. And, you know, they, they got smacked last time these two teams played. But, I mean, anything can happen when it's a one-game deal. So, but I just feel like Georgia has a lot a lot of weight on their shoulder, shoulders. And I think Alabama, yeah, they, they have pressure because they're Alabama and they're always expected to win. But they're the underdogs. They already beat this team. Like, I just feel like Georgia has way more weight on their shoulders. I mean, am I wrong for that? No, I agree with you. I, I, there's, you know, there's definitely um, something to it. I mean, you can't go as long as they have without beating Alabama and there not being that extra pressure on their back. You can't for for a for a place that is so rich in tradition and it's a, I mean, it's considered a blue blood. But you figure they really haven't won a title in 41 years. I mean, mm. that's an, Mm. What you know, like Herschel Walker, right? So I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like uh, it's it, Georgia has a lot, uh, it, you know, uh, on their on their plate in this one, and, and but on on the other side of it, uh, a victory here would be as big as it probably be the biggest thing that ever happened <laughs> in the state of Georgia <laughs> yeah. ever. No, ever. Know. But right. but. Uh, Right. You know, it, it would be, it would be crazy. Athens yeah. would be insane. It'd be, and and you know what? I mean, we're sitting here, and I'm telling you that I don't know if they believe they can win. I don't, bottom line is they are a damn good football team, and I mm-hmm. and I really think this is going to be a mm-hmm. good football game. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be what it was last time. I, I, I just they just can't make mistakes in it. That and that's yeah. it. Um, they can't make if they can play, you know, uh, uh, an air-free game or or close to, and you know, cause some turmoil on the other side. Then, then I certainly could see a, a scenario where, you know, they they are the ones that run away with the game, you know, because like I said, Alabama hasn't looked great all the time this year. No, but you know, and I hate to say, whoa, they're Alabama, but I mean, look. They are Alabama. <laughs> they are. Yeah. You got Nick Saban, and and beyond that, you got Bill O'Brien. He's gonna yeah. have a gonna have Doug Marone. Yeah, right? O-line goes like I mean, yeah, Bill O'Brien. He he's he's inter- he's interviewing for jobs. He's kind of his uh could be his yeah. going out party. You know, to yeah. showcase I mean, what he still has. Kind of what always happens. You know, like like uh, you get who's the next hottest uh, offensive coordinator that doesn't yep. have a job currently. Okay, yeah, you're talking about one and done in college sports. It's, yeah, it's, it's the Alabama offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's right. one and done. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, while we talk about Nick Saban being great, part of him being great is the fact that, you know, that he's able to bring in these people and say, hey, look, come over here. I'll rebuild you. You'll win a national title. And then you'll go get a job. And then we'll bring in the next guy. And then yep. you can go to the next job in the SEC, and then I'll play against you. Yeah. Beach. Yeah. You, you know? gotta owe me. That's that's what they owe him. That, that that's yeah. what it is, Mook. 
That's yeah. the payback. Hey, I'll get you this job. I'll get you this gig. I'll get you millions. Just when you play me, you can't beat me. How about that? Bill, what? what, what? <laughs> hey, well, come over here. We'll win a national title. And then I'm going to kick the crap out of you when you go to Vanderbilt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How about that? Get off. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh, just some, uh, some keynotes for this game. I, I think I failed to mention this game is uh, 8 o'clock Eastern. And this game will actually be held at Lucas Oil Stadium, the Indianapolis Colts, their home field. Um, and again, we talk about the pressure with with Georgia, Alabama. If they end up actually officially being an underdog in this game, which I think they will be, this will only be the third time since 2009 that Alabama has been an underdog. Guess when the other last two times happened? I guess I would say this: Who are the other two? Who were their opponent? The other two times that Alabama was underdog. Would you take a wild guess? Give me the stat line one more time. Okay, yes. So Alabama, if they if they close as an underdog, which I assume they will, this will Uh be only the third time since 2009 that they have been an underdog. The other two times were against the same opponent. Who was that opponent? Shouldn't have to look far, Mook. Auburn, Georgia, Georgia. Oh, okay. Right. Georgia. Oh, yeah. Georgia. They, they, Georgia. They've been the dog against Georgia twice. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe third time's a charm for Georgia. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh let's do this move. We have we have talked long enough. Let's actually make our picks. And with our picks, let's actually make on top of our picks, let's make our picks for the um player of the game. Do they call it the player of the game? I don't know if there's a name, actual name for the award, but the MVP for the matchup. So we'll pick the winner and we'll pick the MVP of the game. Who we assume, who we, who we're guessing it will be. Do you, would you like to start or would you like me to go? Go ahead. Go ahead. Ooh, put the pressure on me. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. So I look at Georgia again. I see a team that has a lot of pressure, and I think if you, if you, if you're Georgia, you're a player of Georgia, you're a fan of Georgia, you're a coach of Georgia. This is actually the position you want to be in. You want the pressure. If you're going to win, if you're going to if you're going to win big, win the national title, you want to slay the big giant. Um, you, you, you want to slay Goliath, and this is their opportunity to do it. Um, and I think with the fact that they were the number one team all season, had one little slip up. And now that was a mighty costly slip up, but you know it was a slip up that. Still led them to being in the final four and have an opportunity to play for a national title. And I think they would want to redeem the loss that they had to Alabama. Uh, they want to they want to showcase to the world that that was a fluke. That was not our best performance. Hey, let's show you our best performance. We'd rather show you than tell you about it. And this is their opportunity. But with everything said just the way it goes with all the pressure that is on Alabama or is on Georgia and the fact that Alabama when they are underdogs they win when they're favorites they win when Nick Saban goes against his 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 former assistants they somehow find a way to win so yes I for me Georgia proved that they are really no match for Alabama so for me I got the Crimson Tide winning for the first time in the playoff era for them, going back to back and winning this national title, Mook. And my MVP, I'm actually going to go uh, a little off the beaten path. It's easy to go Bryce Young. But you know what? I think they found a way to pound the ball. Uh, actually, you know what? I, I was going to go with Robinson, but I got to go with my guy, man. 
I've been riding him all year. I got to go with my guy, Jameson Williams. I think he will be the MVP of this matchup. He went for, what, seven catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns last game. I think he tops that. I think he goes over 200 yards. He has three touchdowns. And Jameson Williams is my MVP for the national title game. And I have Alabama winning this matchup, repeating as champions. All right. So, I... You know, I kind of already you know let the cat out of the bag. I, I just start, I don't I don't know that Georgia believes they can win this football game, and and I don't believe they can win it if they don't believe they can win it. You know, so um, so I, I do like Alabama in this game. I think it's going to be a very good football game. I think this is going to be a hard hitting, fast, uh, you know, flying around, big plays happening, but not necessarily you know. Um, meaning big, you know, over-the-top throws with wide-open receivers. And so I think that they're going to lock down a lot better this time. Um, it, it was so uncharacteristic, um, the the way that, you know, the, the Georgia defense gave up some of those some of those pass plays. But I'm going to say in a tight ball game, Will Anderson gets a strip sack scoop and Ooh. score. Ooh, I like this. I <laughs> like that's this. Gonna be, that's going to be the the uh, the difference in the game. I like this. And, and uh, you know, Nick Saban's going to roll tide onto his seventh, uh, you know, title and no, number eight, know. right? There, yeah, eight, eight, yeah, seventh eight, Alabama, seventh Alabama, yeah. So um, I am going to take the Alabama Crimson Tide. As oh our- man! Oh man! You know, there's there's there is some people out there that are like, look, look at Mook, look at Coach T. I mean, of course they pick. Yeah, Alabama. but there's only one game at a time. <laughs> exactly, <know>? exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and and honestly, you know what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that that was a shot at Scoop because I know he's gonna be saying the same thing. He hates Alabama. Like, yeah, he hates yeah. Alabama. So, but Scoot, it's hard to go against him. We yeah. laid out all the facts. We laid out the the ways where where Georgia, we feel personally, where Georgia could actually win this matchup. Um, and truth be told, I would not be surprised if they won the game. Georgia, I'm speaking oh, about. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't think anyone should be surprised if, if, if Georgia wins this matchup. But if I'm making a pick, I'm looking at the stats. I'm looking at just the momentum. I'm looking at who has the pressure. I'm looking at the matchups. I'm looking at the previous game. I'm looking at, you know, just how these teams have fared recently. And I'm looking at the coaching matchup. I mean, come on. It's it's hard for anyone to go against Alabama in this matchup. And this is the fact that they're underdogs. I mean, they're, they're playing with house money, in my opinion. I think Georgia, again, has all the pressure. So I'm going with Alabama. Mook, you're going with Alabama. And... At the end of the day, this is going to be a wonderful matchup. I don't know where and when or how I'm going to be watching this game, but I'll find somewhere to watch this game, and uh, I'll be I'll be locked in from start to finish. Let me ask you, Mook, uh, mm-hmm. how will you be watching this game in terms of the ESPN telecast or the broadcast? Will you watch the standard broadcast? Will you watch all 22? Will you watch mm-hmm. kind of flip between some of the Georgia I, side, I the do. Alabama side? I, 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 yeah, I actually, I, I mean, just the football nerd me, Really likes all twenty two. Twenty two, <laughs> yeah. But but I think for the national tie, it just depends on the the feel. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like to hear the the broadcasters and the you know the pan you know out in the crowd and you know watch you know 
Brent Musburger fall all over, uh, you know, the uh, Alabama AJ McCarron's girlfriend, and you know things like that. I mean, the things yeah. that make football, you know, the best television sport. Yeah. Um, hey, here's a, you know, I don't know if there's there's a stat for this, but um, what is Alabama or Georgia's record in games played in Indiana, or have they ever played in Indiana? So. Let me see. That mean, is a great question. I, <laughs> I, it would take me too long to try to find that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just, uh, I, I mean, have they ever played in Indiana? Well, have they ever? That's true. That's, that's true. Just, you know, I mean, that's true. It's uh, just I will odd. find that out. That, that's intriguing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look. At the end of the day, these south, these boys from the south, they had to come up north to the Midwest yeah. to actually f- finish the season. So that should tell right. you something, man. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I actually like to watch the telecast. I don't know what it's called, but it's where they show they show the tight shot, you know, the off, behind the offensive lineman, behind the quarterback. Then they also, on the same screen, show you the the uh, standard TV version of the of the wide shot from the okay. sideline. And then they kind of give you the stats at the bottom. I don't, I don't know what version of that is for ESPN, but I really like that. Um, I think that's really cool. And you still get the the uh, announcers, the standard announcers commentating. Right about the game so i think that's pretty cool um mook it's uh 858 that will wrap it up for us this will not be our last show and I, this is me telling you for the first time mook but we will actually do a recap of this game uh once it ends next week and just a recap of the season so i'm looking forward to that uh before we wrap it up for this week's show do you have anything you want to say to the people the fans out there no, just enjoy it. Uh, it's gonna be, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a big deal. You know, like the, the semifinal games have traditionally not been great, but the, the championship game, you know, I think we're gonna get a good one, and it's who we all thought we we're gonna see. So so let's see it. You know, don't worry, don't think about what happened in that first game. That doesn't mean anything. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like you said, it I know we're both, picking, we're both picking Alabama, but that doesn't mean that I don't think Georgia can win this game. I, I mean, right. I, like I said, Georgia is very, very good. Georgia has the players to win this game. I just, you know, they just have to do it. That's it. You got to pick that's, some that's, team fans, okay? That's, and we we, we got to pick a team. So that's what we yeah. went with. But yeah, uh, I agree with you. This is going to be a wonderful game. I don't think it will resemble anything like the first matchup in the SEC title game, I think it'll be much closer. And uh, I think Georgia will put up a really good fight. And, so. uh, and I'm, I'm I'm not only hopeful that will happen, but I actually expect them to put up a really good fight. I just know how coaches are, especially coaches at that level and, and players at that level. So yeah. I'm excited. Fans, please enjoy it. Uh, you can tweet at us. You can message us. Let us know your thoughts, whatever it may be. Um, hopefully you listen to this from front to back. And uh, if this helps you and, 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 and intrigues you any more about this game and this, and this matchup, maybe we gave you a nugget or two that actually uh, you know open your eyes to this matchup. Hopefully, we're able to do that. Um, but enjoy it. Have fun. Stay safe. Uh, and continue to show us love and support. And we'll keep bringing you that funk. Peace. All right, Mook. All right. On to the NBA show. The first NBA show. 
Ooh, all right, man. Sounds good. I, I got some. I got some new guys, so uh, okay. I got to ease their nerves a little bit. So who, who I'm, you I'm, got with you on the NBA? I, I have Brandon Grubel, who is uh, both coaches that coach with yeah. me on, on the Hober staff. So Brandon Grubel oh, and Isaiah Grant. My son, uh, my son Jacoby. That's his Matthew. He loves Grubel. He's like, oh. he's like his absolute favorite teacher. Jacoby Moore. Okay, so I got to bring that up. That'll be cool. Yeah. All yeah, right, cool. no, I'll he, tell him you him. said hello and, and Jacoby said hello. Yeah, Favorite teacher. <laughs> I'll do that. All, All right, right, buddy, man. be good. I'll be messaging you tomorrow. I'll message you tomorrow when, when this game is going on. Don't worry. Okay, sounds good, man. You uh-huh. Take care. All right, you too. Have a good- All right, bye. Thank you. Bye bye.